Hi everyone, and welcome to the 102nd episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm here by myself again. But this time, I'm coming to you live from the land of the rising sun. That is right, I am in Japan this time. So finally, I've been talking about this uh, since, well, publicly since May. Uh, and yeah, finally it happened. I'm here in, uh, Nagasaki Prefecture in Japan. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's super awesome. It's just as hot as Florida, pretty much just as humid too. And I'm really enjoying it so far. Don't currently have internet in my apartment at the moment. And that is currently why, uh, this time I'm alone. Last time it was cause we, we just couldn't line our schedules up, but this time it's for like maybe more legitimate reasons. Like I literally can't talk to anyone else over the internet yet, but soon, hopefully for next episode, uh, we'll, we'll have internet, some nice, uh, snazzy Japanese internet. Though, unfortunately, I don't think this town gets fiber optic internet yet. Uh, hopefully that changes soon. So yeah, uh, for you new folks, Kingdom Hearts Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union and is presented by the Gaming Union Network. We release every Tuesday, rotating each week with Final Fantasy Union, and we come out on the iTunes store, KingdomHeartsUnion.com, YouTube.com slash KHUnionVids, and Kingdom Hearts Ultimania's Twitter, which is at KHUltimania. In the way of our episode, we have a two-segment show today. Uh, This first segment is uh, Kingdom Hearts University. It's a little bit different than the prior ones, though. It's a uh, catch-up guide for Kingdom Hearts. Uh, This episode, actually, by the way, if you want to share it with your friends who aren't necessarily into Kingdom Hearts yet, or, you know, if you want to get them uh, understanding on on how to get into the series, uh, that's what this episode's for, uh, because I know for a lot of people, uh, maybe they only played Kingdom Hearts 1, Kingdom Hearts 2, and they think, you know, uh, That'll be enough for Kingdom Hearts 3, and uh, if you're a you know a longtime fan of the series, you know that most of the series has happened outside of those two games. So uh, this episode is going to be all about that. Uh, in addition to that, we also have a question segment. I did manage to get access to the, the KHU questions email uh, while I was here, so I was able to grab some extra new ones. So thank you. Thank you for sending those over. It really helps. <laughs> All right. Uh, in the way of announcements, as always, if you guys like the show and you like to uh, support us, help us get better, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash FFKHUnion. Just pledge a dollar and get access to a special podcast called Please Be Excited. Our Patreon executive producers for this episode are as follows. We have Barry Norton, who is at Nortron Zero, Christian Thompson, who is at Orbits Gaming. That's with two Zs, by the way. Christian Burge, Josh McNabb, who is at J2K9, Louis James, uh, Satria Jaja Zuzarma, uh, who is at Satria625Ruben, uh, Skylar Loveless, William Trengrove, who is at Varnish the Azure, uh, Chris Morales, Harley Crawley, who is at DarkZT Okami, Hina Johnston, who is at AxeKen, uh, Michael Graham, Thorin Bullen, who is at Massacre23, Zach Duranto, who is at ZDuranto58, Alex Troutman, who's at Akira Namjin, uh, Billy Jackson, who is at Billy at underscore Billy Jackson, uh, Genesis Alejandro, who is at Junisan Seven, Jason Rivera, who is at Neo Acardiac uh, at Neo Acardiac on Twitter, uh, Keith Field, who is at the Mighty Keith, Chris Russell, who is at the Ninja Max, Manning Franks, who is at like underscore Peyton. Mike Shirley Donnelly, who is at Curious Quail, uh, Mohamed Koyam, Nico Gonzalez, who is at Nick underscore Nack 95, Vida Nidas, who is at V underscore Tron 5000, uh, Zelda Clone, who is at Apes Type Novels, and finally Zero Yano, who is at Dearly Oblivion. 
And as always, be a part of the show. Please send us your questions to khuquestions at gmail.com. Uh, like I said earlier, uh, it's it's uh, it was kind of a miracle that I got access to the KHU Questions Gmail account. Uh, and uh, when I went in there and saw that there were uh, new emails there, I was so happy because I wasn't sure uh, if I could fill out the episode with just the just the one segment. So thank you so much uh, in in my time of need for sending questions. Uh, and please, in in this uh, news drought that we're currently in with regards to Kingdom Hearts, it, it really is appreciated. If you you know if you have any ideas for things we can talk about on the show. You know, we can make the show more interesting with your help. And uh, the best way to do that is to send your questions to khuquestions at gmail.com. Send us one, send us ten, send us a uh, hundred, if, if you so please. Uh, we'll, we'll get to all of them eventually. Uh, so yeah, moving along to our topic of the show. Our Kingdom Hearts University Kingdom Hearts Catch-Up Guide. So first, just before we get started, I just wanted to give a sort of a primer on what this uh, segment's going to be all about. Uh, as I said before, this segment is designed to be accessible to anyone. Uh, you don't have to have played the Kingdom Hearts series. I will not be talking about any spoilers in this segment. Uh, actually, uh, and just fair warning, the question segment will probably have spoilers in it, but this segment is fine. So uh, I guess you can think of this as a this is a disclaimer. There will not be spoilers in this segment, but there will be in the next one. So just just fair warning. Uh, so this is targeted at players who have never played Kingdom Hearts, uh, have only played a few of the Kingdom Hearts games, or for just people who want to look uh, at the best way to uh, review the entire series before Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out. As we're going to go through this, uh, I'm basically going to give my personal recommendation on what you should do to catch up on each game in the series uh, by giving each of these games a rating. Uh, now, just to be fair, this rating is my subjective opinion as a longtime Kingdom Hearts fan that has kept up with the series. Uh, so this is just a personal recommendation, and I'm basing it on my assumption on how much time, uh, you know, that the average gamer would have between now, which is uh, August uh, 2016, and when Kingdom Hearts 3 eventually releases. And I'm assuming that's going to happen late next year, or that's what that's what I'm assuming in the production of this segment. So you know, take take that as you will. Also. Uh, you may or may not have more or less time than I assume the average gamer has. So also take that into consideration. Uh, so in terms of the ratings, I've got uh, I've got five. Uh, the lowest rating being Skip It. Second uh, highest rating would be, uh, or th the second highest from that would be uh, Read About It. Then it's Watch It, Play It If You Have Time. And then the highest rating the uh, A plus, if you will, is must play it. So I'm basically going to say you should either skip this game, read about it, maybe on like a wiki, uh, watch it either on YouTube or if you have like a theater mode activated in your copy of Kingdom Hearts, uh, you can watch it that way. Uh, play it if you have time. That's that's all. That's kind of like a you know, it's it's probably better that you play it than watch it. And if you have time, you should play it. But if you don't have time, you should watch it. That, that's sort of how it would see it. It's, you know, you could think of that as a four out of five. And then the five out of five, you know, is must play it. Like, do what you can to play this game, please. Because <laughs> it's, it's seriously important. So, moving on, without further ado, ranking the Kingdom Hearts games based on importance to Kingdom Hearts 3. So, uh, first thing I want to say... 
uh, before we get started with Kingdom Hearts 1, is that uh, all Kingdom Hearts games are canon. Uh, I don't know if, if this is like a common misconception, uh, but I, I could see that maybe some people might uh, be confused whether you know certain games are important, certain games aren't. But overall, uh, yeah, every game in the Kingdom Hearts series is canon, so that means to some degree all the games are important to Kingdom Hearts 3 in one way or another. Uh, but to be fair, uh, you know, just to qualify that, uh, not all games are as important, so <laughs> we'll get into that uh, as we go through this. So first, Kingdom Hearts 1. Kingdom Hearts 1, obviously first game in the series. Uh you know, for this particular game, it's got a really strong plot, but it's also very simple. I would say that, you know, unquestionably, if you want to get into the series or if you've never played the series, Kingdom Hearts 1 is the place to start. It's got the most straightforward story. Uh, the only downside these days is the gameplay is a bit on the rough side uh, by today's standards. Uh, I've seen online uh, you know, critiques of the gameplay and especially the platforming, the camera, uh, and even the game design uh, of how how quests are handled in Kingdom Hearts 1, because they're, by today's standards, a, a bit archaic. And uh, yeah, I, I can definitely see that. Uh, but I would say, uh, if you do like stories, if you like RPGs, uh, Kingdom Hearts 1 story, I feel, is probably the best in the series. And uh, it, it definitely deserves a playthrough. I would say even if you don't want to get into the Kingdom Hearts series, I would say Kingdom Hearts 1 is worth playing just, just for the story alone. Uh, so uh, it's pretty obvious how I would rank this. I, I have to say it's a must play. This is, you know, by far, you know, it is, it's where the series started. So if you don't play this, you don't have much context for the rest of the story. So uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 is going to be pretty weird if you don't play Kingdom Hearts 1. Uh, the next game in the series, Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories. Uh, Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories uh, was originally a handheld title uh, for the Game Boy Advance specifically, uh, and it has a hybrid card-slash-action RPG battle system. It's a little bit on the weird side. Not 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 everyone is into it, but uh, I will say if you do plan on playing it, I would recommend playing it on the Game Boy rather than the uh, PS2 Remake. Personally, I find the Game Boy controls to be a lot more forgiving. Uh, I feel like the third dimension just confuses a lot of things with that particular battle system. And I feel like you should be focusing more on what cards you're playing rather than how you're positioning yourself on a 3D plane. So if, if that makes any sense. Um, but yeah, uh, with regards to Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, the main plot is quite important to understanding Kingdom Hearts 2 specifically. Uh, but in my opinion, I feel like it can be a little bit on the dry side, uh, just because the main plot only really happens uh, in a fairly uninteresting locale in, in Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories. But I will say overall, it's quite necessary uh, for the understanding of Kingdom Hearts as a, as a whole, because it really does affect Kingdom Hearts 2, which is a very important game. So... You know, you can take that as you will. Uh, I will say, though, uh, in Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, the uh, the Disney sections of the games uh, are actually quite well written, though they're, as, as far as the plot is concerned, they're all filler. So you can take, 
you know, there's a lot of give and take with Chain of Memories. Chain of Memories is quite a weird game because you have this plot that is quite important, but the most important stuff in the game is what is the most boring, in my opinion. I find the uh, the filler uh, to be some of the best written stuff, not only in this game, but in probably the entire series. So uh, if I had to say how to experience Chain of Memories, uh, I personally recommend watching it. Um preferably not on youtube and preferably well preferably not one of the those youtube videos where it's just the main story cutscenes i would personally recommend watching uh all the cutscenes in the game uh which include the disney uh the disney scenes because they are really well written and just as a shameless self-promotion, if you go to Kingdom Hearts uh, YouTube.com slash KGNVids, we just wrapped up an entire playthrough of just the story content uh, or an entire watch through of all the story content of Chain of Memories. So if you want a quick way to catch up with Chain of Memories, that's a way to go. Um, and yeah, it's uh, uh, all the all the cutscenes, including the Disney cutscenes and uh, also terribly voice acted by me. So. that adds even more entertainment right so uh yeah i I would say definitely watch it uh if you like interesting battle systems you might consider trying it out uh and if you want to try it out i would suggest the chain of memories or the game boy advanced version just because i feel like the battle system's a bit more refined on there so uh moving on uh kingdom hearts 2 uh kingdom hearts 2 is probably i would say like from a gamer's perspective, is probably the most popular because of the uh, strong action gameplay. I would say this probably has some of the best gameplay in the series, and uh, this is probably one of the best character action games out there uh, because of the battle system being so strong. So uh, a lot of people tend to like this game. Uh, the main plot of Kingdom Hearts 2 really changes the series uh, fundamentally. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 1 and Chain of Memories, to an extent, had a pretty straightforward plot. There were some pretty convoluted things added in, but it was never uh, to an overwhelming degree. Kingdom Hearts 2 really cranks that up. Overall, the plot is considered to be quite confusing by many, uh, but I personally, from my own anecdotal research, it seems like for a lot of people, the ones that find it most confusing are ones that didn't play Chain of Memories, which I feel is critical to understanding Kingdom Hearts 2. Now, that's not to entirely defend it, because I do think there's a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense in Kingdom Hearts 2, uh, but I feel like when you bundle in a full playthrough of Chain of Memories, it's a lot more understanding, a lot more palatable. Um, uh, I feel like further games in the series give Kingdom Hearts 2 a lot more context and now nowadays when you go back and replay Kingdom Hearts 2 it's a lot more acceptable because you know uh, about a lot of the missing holes in the story but when taken as it is when you're playing in release order for the first time uh, I will say just muscle through the story <laughs> grit your teeth grit your teeth if you must because this in my opinion is a must play uh, because obviously it's a numbered title obviously it's going to be important So moving on from there, the game with the worst title in the series, Kingdom Hearts, 358 Days Over 2. It's that weird one with the fraction in it that everyone talks about when they talk about Kingdom Hearts names being ridiculous. 
So in this game, Kingdom Hearts 358 over 2, uh, it gives a lot of context to the plot of Kingdom Hearts 2. Remember what I was saying before where Kingdom Hearts 2 tends to be kind of confusing? Well, Kingdom Hearts 358 over 2 does a lot of legwork to sort of fix that uh, by adding a lot of context. Uh, The gameplay in this game is fairly simplistic, but if I had to say it was, you know, if I had to compare it to one game, it would probably be Kingdom Hearts 1. There's a lot of filler in this game, unfortunately. So even though this game has a lot of filler, uh, I feel like it it makes a lot of sense to have the filler that it has. Uh, Basically, the filler comes in the form of missions, and they were designed to be playable uh, at any time. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 358 over 2 was designed to be a sort of pick-up-and-go kind of game. You know, it it was designed through and through to be a handheld game. So as a consequence... A lot of those missions come off a little dry in the story department because, you know, they had to design so many of them. So unfortunately, playing it can be a little bit dif- difficult to get through because it's it can get a little bit boring in the middle. But despite that, I have to say Kingdom Hearts 358 over 2 has one of the most heartwarming plots in the entire series. Uh, it's really a hidden gem of the series. There is a movie version of it, but I still prefer the DS version because uh, unfortunately they they literally do just animate the cutscenes in that in the movie version that's included in 1.5 so I feel like you're missing a lot of the teeth of of 358 over 2 because you're missing all the the, the action scenes so uh, in my personal opinion I would rate this play it if you have time because there is some really good fun to have with 358 over 2 but unfortunately it is not really um it's not really the most interesting game to get through uh until you get to the end uh the the final uh, i would say approximately 10 hours of the game is some of the best in the series so definitely worth it uh at the very least you have to watch it uh so moving on kingdom hearts birth by sleep the one game that i feel like everybody really should play (laughs) You know, this is probably second to Chain of Memories of games that r- people really should play, but they haven't yet, or or maybe they haven't even heard about it. That, that, that could be part of the problem. So Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep was a PSP game uh, that was released uh, in 2010, uh, and uh, it is probably one of the most important games out right now with regards to Kingdom Hearts 3 specifically. Uh, as far as Tetsuya Nomura, the, ter- the creator of the series, is concerned, uh, Kingdom Hearts First by Sleep was created to be Kingdom Hearts Zero. It is the uh, prequel to the entire series. Now, to be fair, uh, while it is a prequel, that doesn't mean you can play it first. Uh, much like uh, Star Wars, where if you watch it in quote-unquote chronological order, you spoil some of the best parts of the uh, original trilogy... Uh, if you were to play Birth by Sleep first, you will spoil a lot of the stuff in the series. So consider it a sequel, but it happens chronologically in the past. That's that's the best way I can describe it. So it's got an amazing plot and has a fresh cast of characters, three brand new characters, and you can control all of them. And there are three separate stories in Birth by Sleep that all culminate into one towards the end. So quite a great game. Uh, The plot setup in Birth by Sleep will be absolutely critical for Kingdom Hearts 3, so I have to give this a must-play-it rating. Uh, It's available in Kingdom Hearts 2.5, so you can play it in HD. You don't have to play it on PSP anymore. 
So uh, yeah, and on top of that, it's a console quality game. It It is visually, artistically, and musically actually of higher quality than Kingdom Hearts 2. So if you wanted a sequel to Kingdom Hearts 2, uh, this is it. You know, Birth by Sleep, though, it, yeah, like I said, it's still technically a prequel. So moving on, Kingdom Hearts Recoded, or Kingdom Hearts Coded. Uh, Kingdom Hearts Coded was originally a mobile game uh, in Japan that would release in episodes on Japanese cell phones, and it was only released a lot later in uh, overseas on the DS as Kingdom Hearts Recoded. It's got a really interesting twist on the Kingdom Hearts gameplay. It's a bit more, I guess, puzzle-oriented, um, so if you really are interested in gameplay, uh, Kingdom Hearts Recoded is really awesome. But in terms of story, this game is largely unimportant and adds almost nothing to the series. That's not to say it adds nothing to the series, but it adds almost nothing to the series. So if I had to say it, cause that's really all I have to say about it. I would say, read it, read about it slash watch it. Cause I don't know if, uh, you know, it's really kind of in between of whether you want to only read about it or sit through a three-hour movie that is included in uh, in in Kingdom Hearts 2.5. 2. Uh, that's up to you. Depends on how much time you have. Uh, personally, I haven't watched the movie yet, so I only read about it. And uh, But I will say, uh, definitely watch the secret ending of Recoded. That does have some importance to the series but mostly in closing it mostly just closes the loop between kingdom hearts 2 and future titles that's really all it is but uh i would say the secret ending of recoded is if you're going to watch anything from recoded watch the secret ending all right and uh the next and most current proper full game is kingdom hearts dream drop distance or as it was originally released kingdom hearts 3d dream drop distance it was originally a uh, 3DS title, uh, the uh, currently the only 3DS Kingdom Hearts title uh, on the market, and it will be uh, released again in HD as Kingdom Hearts HD Dream Drop Distance uh, towards the end of the year in December uh, on PlayStation 4 with Kingdom Hearts 2.8. Uh, and I would personally say if you're going to play it, that would be the best way to play it. Uh, as far as Nomura is concerned, this game is the prologue to Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, not And not just the prologue, but kind of like the opening of Kingdom Hearts 3. Meaning if you don't play this, you're going to feel kind of lost uh, to what's going on in Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, so uh, as far as mechanics go, uh, this game probably has some of the most interesting experimental uh, gameplay mechanics in the series. There's this really cool parkour system that I've never seen in any other game, and it really does change up the way you move through the world. And it's really got to—it's one of the things that you just have to get your hands on it to feel to see what it's like, because it's really like nothing else I've played uh, elsewhere, and it's really fun, in my opinion. Also, that the uh, parkour mechanics, which were called flow motion in Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance were basically put in as an experiment for Kingdom Hearts 3, and it's been confirmed recently that uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 will have uh, flow motion included. So if you want to basically try out what Kingdom Hearts 3 is going to feel like, uh, Dream Drop Distance is the way to go. Um, now, as far as story is concerned, the story of in this game is easily the most complex, but it is critical to the understanding of Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, you can sort of think of this as like how Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories is to Kingdom Hearts 2, but on a much greater scale. 
in this case, Kingdom Hearts 3D quite literally changes everything about Kingdom Hearts as a series. It recontextualizes pretty much everything you know about the series. So if you haven't played Dream Drop Distance, unfortunately, you don't know much about Kingdom Hearts anymore uh, because uh, it basically recontextualizes just about everything that has been known about Kingdom Hearts. So uh, definitely... Um, with the highest recommendation, you must play this game. Um, so uh, the the last game that I, I just want to quickly touch on is Kingdom Hearts Unchained Key or Kingdom Hearts Key or uh, Kingdom Hearts, uh, you know, basically anything with a, with a weird X in the title uh, refers to a long distant prequel for Kingdom Hearts, which is uh, being currently released episodically on mobile. Uh, so it's available on iOS and Android uh, here in the States. There's also another version called Kingdom Hearts Key, uh, which is a web browser version exclusive to Japan, which is currently about to end uh, and will actually end differently than Unchained Key. Um, as far as this game is concerned, um, currently it does have some importance to Kingdom Hearts 3, but we don't know what it is. And on top of that, the story currently is quite light. There isn't much to it yet, but it is growing. Um, I currently can't say if it's a must play or not because it's currently not done yet. So, and, and honestly, we don't know how much will be in it. But I will say, as far as I know, this does seem like it is a must It's a must something, <laughs> you know? I would highly recommend at least watching some cutscenes before Kingdom Hearts 3 uh, from from Unchained Key. And I would also recommend highly to watch Kingdom Hearts back cover, which will be included in uh, Kingdom Hearts 2.8, as that's going to be a movie version of the main plot of Kingdom Hearts Key. So I don't know how much of that plot dovetails with Unchained Key, but, you know, we'll we'll have to see going forward. But somehow, some way, you have to experience that part of the story as well, because that's another part of the prologue. Uh, and also, uh, another note as to games that have yet to be released, Kingdom Hearts uh, 2.8 also includes uh, a side story called uh, uh, Kingdom Hearts 0 0.2, uh, or Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep is a fragmentary passion 0.2 i don't know so, something like that basically it you can think of it as a sequel or a, a small sequel to birth by sleep and you guessed it if it's tied to birth by sleep it's important so that's also a must play uh according to tetsuya nomura both dream drop distance and uh uh 0.2 a fragmentary passage those two together create the prologue of Kingdom Hearts 3, so both are very much must-plays. Now, uh, as I said before, so that's that's the entirety of all the games in the series. As I said before, uh, something that's important to note is that while I do give these recommendations to play most of these games, um, I will say you have to really gauge it based off of what your time commitment is for this series. Uh, you can, you know, you can adjust these as you will, but one thing that I will recommend, if there are any games that I say are must-plays that you think you don't have time for, please do what you can to experience as much of it as possible. At the very least, watch the series. Um, but if, if, you know, if you're strapped for time, 
because uh, as I said before, if you really want to ha- get the most out of uh, out of Kingdom Hearts, you really actually do have to play all the games. There is it isn't a coincidence that I didn't rate any of these games as quote unquote skip it. Even even poor recoded, I I I gave some recommendation to see some of it. That's because all the games in the series are canon, so all the games in the series add something to it. And, you know, with all the wealth of options that we have on the internet right now, there's really no excuse to miss out on any of it, because, you know, at the very least, you could at least read a synopsis on Wikipedia or, you know, watch an, you know, a, a shorter version of it on YouTube. Uh, you know, you could get through the entire Kingdom Hearts series on YouTube right now and maybe uh you know half a day maybe two days it's really not that much time commitment uh to really you know be able to open up a series that is quite beloved by fans right now so if you're not currently in the series and you want to try it out you know there's a wealth of options out there i gave my recommendations you can take them or leave them but i hope you now have a better understanding of how to approach the kingdom Hearts series if you want to get into it catch up to it or just try to understand you know what you need to do if you want to review for uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. All right so moving along to our question segment. Uh, as always if you guys want to have your questions answered on the show please send us your questions to khuquestions at gmail.com. So the first question comes from Nolan Nark. Oh by the way <laughs> just just fair warning uh, previous segment was no spoilers this one spoilers are fair game again so just fair warning if you're still listening and you haven't uh haven't played the series yet so uh moving on all right so nolan narc asks how important do you think the princesses of heart are for the kingdom Hearts series as a whole the reason i asked this is because i thought it was interesting that radiant garden needs all seven there to reveal the keyhole which makes me wonder if the princesses change as time goes on or if their worlds are are restarted and it's always the same seven what do you think about that that's a good question yeah the the importance of the princesses of heart to the kingdom hearts universe is quite interesting um on a previous episode i believe it was yeah on, on our 100th episode we were talking about the nature of kingdom hearts a bit and basically kingdom hearts is was originally the source of all light in the universe. Uh, that light, when it was uh, scattered by the Keyblade War, was divided into seven, and the seven were the Princesses of Heart. Now, I mean, if you go on the chrono- chronology of it, from what we understand, the Keyblade War happened like 100 years prior to the events of Kingdom Hearts 1, and from what I know, Kyrie is not 100, and uh, Jasmine from Aladdin is not 100. So... Uh, perhaps it's that light is passed on, you know, maybe it's some sort of reincarnation thing, or maybe there is this sort of cyclical fashion to the worlds that exist, uh, you know, after Kingdom Hearts, after Kingdom Hearts key happens and and the Keyblade War happens. Um, it's really hard to say, uh, but I will say, uh, as far as their importance is concerned, uh, yeah, effectively them all together, uh, you know, sort of are Kingdom Hearts in a way. <laughs> it's kind of confusing because in Kingdom Hearts 1, they're sort of presented as the key that allows you to get to Kingdom Hearts. But it's in future titles, they sort of explain that 
no, the Kingdom Hearts was light and it was divided into seven and the seven were the Princess of Heart. So that makes them Kingdom Hearts. It's very confusing. <laughs> but yeah, at, at the very least, they're cl- very closely tied to Kingdom Hearts. So that's, that's, if I had to say, that's mostly why they're they're important. And uh, they sort of owe their importance to Kingdom Hearts and vice versa. Uh, so moving on, our next question comes from Sean Gray, and Sean asks, uh, since Kingdom Hearts 3's worlds won't need a loading screen, how do you, th- how would you like to return to the world that never was? Only this time you can explore the entire Dark City and Organization 13's castle. That's an interesting question, and I think it requires a bit, a bit of, uh, a bit of clarification. So, as far as we know, we, we don't have any confirmation that any of the worlds don't have load times. Uh, as far as Nomura described it, uh, he actually said the worlds aren't open world, but are. But each area in the world is larger than they've ever been in a Kingdom Hearts game, which I can attest from playing uh, the 2.8 demo that that was the case. Uh, but I will say also from playing the 2.8 demo, there were uh, invisible walls aplenty in that demo. And trust me, it wasn't just because it was, uh, you know, a demo. Uh, Taiyasue was said as much that Kingdom Hearts 2.8 uh, or Kingdom Hearts uh, uh, 0.2, a fragmentary passage is basically done. And the reason they were able to get that demo done so quickly is because that demo is basically done so they literally just cut off a slice of the game and released it at e3 that's why they were able to do it so fast so you can't really expect it to be open world but you can expect it to be quite large now that being said how would i feel if i could return to the world that never was with the level of fidelity that is offered by the playstation 4 uh xbox one and uh, you know, Unreal Engine 4, dude, I'd be so, I'd be so stoked. Uh, you know, Kingdom Hearts, uh, Kingdom Hearts 2's representation of the world that never was really made me sad because my favorite part of, of Deep Dive was, or my, my favorite part of the world that never was, was the section of the Dark City, uh, because I'm such a big fan of the secret movie Deep Dive, and that was relegated to three tiny areas, and, you know, how do you think that makes me feel? Not great. So, yeah, I would totally love to go back. The only thing is, uh, even if even if they did, I don't know how big they could make it because uh, if you go look at Kingdom Hearts 2, the size of the city in that game is, you know, unrealistically big, you know, to the extent that I don't think with the current bandwidth of how games are made, I don't think it could be done in a feasible amount of time and have it all be explorable. You need not look further than Final Fantasy XV, Insomnia, which is the closest analog we've ever had uh, to the Dark City in Deep Dive. Uh, Even though that seems to be all modeled out, from what Tabata is describing, that city is not going to be fully explorable in the main game. That being said, it didn't seem like it was a technical issue because quite clearly they have modeled the city of Insomnia. The issue, if I had to guess, is they just do not have the time to populate that world or populate that area with enough content to be interesting uh, because Final Fantasy XV is an open world. So they don't really have enough time to to create all the quests and all the, you know, everything that's needed to make that interesting living area, 
when they also have to build out an entire open world and not only that an entire other open world city in the name of Altitia and let's and also Lestalum and like all those other cities so in the case of Kingdom Hearts you know where it's not an open world game I think it's even less likely that they would do it because I don't think Kingdom Hearts has the same budget that Final Fantasy 15 has uh you know if you just look at Final Fantasy 15 50 companies worked on Kingsclave that's insane I don't think Kingdom Hearts 3 has the budget to hire that many, you know, companies to work on even a small fragment of the project like Final Fantasy 15 has. So uh, I don't think it would happen, but I do think whatever they could do, if they brought, if they bring back the world that never was, it is going to be the best world that never was that we've ever experienced. And we're going to explore more of the Dark City than we ever hoped we could. So I think it would be awesome uh, if we could see Organizations 13... If we could see Organization 13's castle again, that would be super awesome. Uh, especially Organization 13's castle, like that thing was like a uh, a flying Death Star over over the city. So that would be super cool. Uh, but yeah, I don't think we could expect something seamless as cool as that would be um, from a gameplay standpoint. That could also be a bit of a pain <laughs> because could you imagine if you were on? Uh, on on the organization 13 castle and you sort of fell into the city <laughs> like oh man not gonna go climb all the way back up yeah i don't think that would be uh from a gameplay standpoint probably be more of a pain than uh than an in than a, a fun thing to do so that pretty much wraps up our question segment if you you know again if you guys have any other questions that maybe were sparked by the conversation today or these questions that were presented today please send them to khuquestions at gmail.com so moving on to our music for this episode. Our music comes from a Patreon supporter, actually. Uh, this uh, music comes from Lewis James, an executive producer on uh, on our Patreon. So thanks, Lewis, for sending me this music. He asked me on uh, on one of our uh, social media things that he, if, he, uh, if he made something, if I would feature it on the show. I was like, you know what? Absolutely. You know, you support us. Let's support you. So... This is a great uh, cover of, or uh, a great arrangement slash remix of Ca- uh, Castle Oblivion from Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories. And it's, uh, he specifically calls it uh, Castle Oblivion sci-fi slash horror arrangement. So it's a pretty cool uh, techno-ish remix, so definitely check it out. Uh, you can find Lewis James on SoundCloud by searching Lewis James. All right, uh, for our next episode, our next episode will be coming out. Uh, let's see. It's going to be August the 23rd, Tuesday, August the 23rd. Hopefully, I will have internet by then, and hopefully I will be joined again by my bro, Churro, and my my Canadian, Sabby. I miss them so dearly, uh, and I can't wait to be reunited with them and feeling so good. <laughs> so uh anyway uh as always you guys can subscribe to final fantasy and kingdom hearts union on the itunes store just search for kingdom hearts and we're number one and of course you can catch every episode at kingdomheartsunion.com youtube.com slash khunionvids or khultimania's twitter which is at khultimania and remember as always you can support us on patreon at patreon.com slash ffkhunion just pledge a dollar and get access to a whole other show it's called please be excited and it releases once a month so, oh, and also, please send us your questions to khuquestions at gmail.com if you want to be featured on the show. All right. <clears throat> so, it is that time again. 
it is goodbye time. The first goodbye from Japan. But you can sort of think of it as a, uh, not, not goodbye, but see you next time. Because this is the, at least for me, this is the beginning of a new journey. I can't wait to see what this country has to offer. It's the first, uh, first foreign country I've ever lived in. Um, definitely the first foreign country I've ever been in that doesn't speak my language. I need to learn Japanese so bad. <laughs> but I'm getting a lot of practice, so that's good. So, um... Yeah, uh, if you guys want to keep track of me and all the crazy stuff I do, I've been tweeting now, now that I have my cell phone. <laughs> I've been tweeting about uh, about my life here and pictures of stuff that I found. Uh, by the way, I went to this place called Hard Off where they sell uh, they sell old game stuff and we sell the, the coolest stuff. I saw a Japanese copy of Kingdom Hearts 2, even though I own it. <laughs> I, I didn't buy it. You know, I'm not, I'm not that crazy. I, I haven't been paid yet. So... <laughs> Saw a Japanese copy of Kingdom Hearts 2, saw a Japanese copy of uh, Final Fantasy X-2, saw a Japanese copy of uh, Final Fantasy VII International, the Advent Pieces limited version of that. That was really cool looking. And also, uh, for for you guys out there that that always wanted the PSX to come out in, in America, I saw two PSXs there. And if you don't know what that is, you're probably too young and think it's the PlayStation Experience. No, I'm talking about a console called PSX, and I'm not talking about the PlayStation 1. I'm talking about a PS2 that had a built-in hard drive, and it was a DVR. Like, (laughs) it was way ahead of its time, and I remember being a kid reading about it in, like, you know, Game Informer back in the day, and being like, oh man, I want that so bad. It's got a built-in hard drive. I don't even have to buy something extra for playing Final Fantasy XI or whatever. So that was pretty awesome. Unfortunately, they were both broken, and I didn't notice that. But I guess that explains why they were only $30 and <laughs> just sitting there. So that was interesting. So hopefully uh, hopefully I can tell you about some of my other adventures in Japan as they happen, because they're happening all the time, every day, something new and crazy. So uh, yeah, definitely... Uh, Follow me on Twitter. I'm at underscore Brandon underscore. You can keep track of my uh, crazy shenanigans. Oh, and uh, my name is spelled B-R-A-N-D-E-N, just to be clear. So uh, that's pretty much it. all I have for you today. Enjoy the music. And as always, I'm Brandon saying goodbye. This has been a KingdomHeartsUnion.com production. Mm-hmm.